0: So, how, like, how are, how are you doing today? How is everything?
1: Yeah, busy day. Um, you know, I'm I'm busy at the moment. My coach is away with his family, so I'm kind of covering most of the classes at the gym. So that's keeping me busy. I'm busy with PTs. It's finally picking up. Um, yeah, I'm, I, every day I'm doing something new, which is good.
0: Is that something that keeps you kind of in the training mindset, you know, like teaching other people as well, just being in the gym?
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love teaching um, PTs. I had mainly kids today, but I, I actually prefer teaching kids. So, because I used to be a junior fighter myself, I kind of know about mm-hmm. the junior rules and, um, you know, how to kind of work around for no head contact in the UK. You can't fight head contact until 16. So it's a different style of fighting, but yeah, I enjoy it. They, they really um, put a lot of effort in and seeing them each week. It improve that's what it's all about it's really re- rewarding so
0: yeah it's good got it and you also got because you're young you're you're 24 right now right so yeah. um it's uh and and you've grown up basically in the gym like what uh maybe some people don't know like your your mom was a, was a fighter uh i don't know about your father was he as well or
1: um he done a few fights but he's the coach so he actually coached my mom he we run a family gym in cornwall touch gloves gym And yeah, I mean, he's been my coach my whole life up until my move. So, but, you know, I have been around it. It's weird to say I've been like involved in Thai boxing for 21 years and I'm 24. Seems like a long time, but yeah, been my whole life.
0: That is, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause we we recently sponsored uh, Jazzy Parr as well. So she has kind of the same, the same thing, you know, like I think in her case, it was even that, um, John Wayne Parr, you know her. Her father would like had to teach classes at the at the gym or had to be there for their fighters because they were in fight camp when she was born. So he took her straight from the hospital to the gym first and then home. <laughs> so was, I know, yeah, I, I love
1: watching her videos and keep up with her mum. My mum actually fought yeah. Jazzy's mum when they was both fighting. So oh man, yeah, yeah. So and my dad's good friends with um John. So yeah, it's it, funny um, how like. I was-
0: yeah no it's funny how like uh, Muay Thai is uh it's such a small it's it's a like there's so many people that do it globally and it's such a such a big sport especially if you go like into Asia into Thailand and stuff like that but then the community is very small everyone knows each other at least at the yeah. top level right
1: Yeah definitely it, it's nice yeah. like you know especially like the power of instagram now keep up with people around the world and um see how their journeys getting on so I you know like i said with jazz she's gone to boxing as well so it's nice to see she could do both
0: mhm yeah it's it's a it's a smoother transition than mma fighters i guess to to, to boxing as yeah. well because of the the styles um yeah. let's let me ask you so being born into it basically and being in the gym from such a young age do you feel like it's helped you uh not being afraid of fighting or not being afraid of getting hit if that makes sense or you know mm because Um, if if, yeah um, if i think about other people it's like you go into it a bit later or for me myself i had to get used to like oh i was already i mean i was young still but i was like a teenager and it was still like oh i had to get used to that type of physical contact
1: it uh, it goes both ways i mean with me when i was about 13 i stopped hybrid boxing for about a year and then i went back to it and at that stage when i was going into the head contact so i I think a lot of juniors and thai boxing in in the uk struggle from going from the junior rule set to then the adults because again it's new you're getting hit in the face um when you're Mm. junior like you're only getting hit in the body so like your guards are lower you get into bad habits i mean it's a blessing and a curse coming from junior um like i said it's bad habits and it's kind of a whole new sport so in that sense i struggled a lot um and mm. yeah you do get you get do get used to it but then obviously again i've had a different transition having to be on one with four ounce gloves and you don't get used to four ounce gloves <laughs> they, they just yeah
0: true uh, how how young were you actually when you when you uh joined one 19
1: what, what age was them yeah was 19, so that's 12. yeah that's
0: very young yeah that's like yeah. being thrown to the wolves so Obviously, like, they don't have any, uh, I would say, like, they, they don't, they, like, everyone there is high level, like, so you're going to get thrown to the wolves instantly, like, what was that like?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard because I, my junior record is actually on my one championship record, so as a adult fighter, I haven't actually had that many fights, and um, mm-hmm. I wasn't experienced with the elbow, so I got thrown onto this massive stage with like one championships is the best around the world so you're never going to get an easy fight um and especially mm-hmm. for girls who I'm fighting off women they have had like maybe 50 60 adult fights and I've had I don't know now 11 or 12 it's a big contrast and um I feel as well like with one I know corona happened just as I was getting started with um I had loads of fights lined up, in the week of my fight, it would get cancelled because the planes are not going to corona. So, you know, for me, I know everyone's got a different story, set, but it's not an excuse. But, like, you know, I've had four fights in four years with one. Um, and for me, I just want the experience. So I'm really hoping to get maybe three or four fights a year with them. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, four fights in four years. It's hard because every time I go into the ring now, it's like, you know, for whole it's it ring rusts, you get the whole shock of like oh my god this is such a huge platform you know i just need some more ring time um and i think mm. you know that's why i've had such close decisions but i've lost a few on one because i just need to get going a little bit more and give me more fights <laughs> please
0: <laughs> so you think it's just like a, a, a matter of getting used to the experience maybe and all the things that go around it that are outside of fighting
1: Yes, definitely. And, you know, it's not just about, you know, getting in the ring. It's about the whole build up. It's about the nerves of like the crowd, um, you know, being continuous with kind of weight cuts. And, you know, there's so much backstories that go into the fight. People just see that nine minutes of you fighting. They don't see for preparation and... Yeah. you know when when you're constantly got fights coming up it's so much easier because you're like right just go time let's go whereas i have have been waiting like sometimes a year in between fights and um yeah i feel like that would definitely give me the edge if i'm just continuously um getting experience hopefully um i've asked some um, permission to fight outside of one but we'll see um yeah but i'm I'm just so eager, I just want to fight. this is my whole life, so I just want to get in um but yeah, it's out of my control
0: just just to wreck up that experience yeah so uh, when did this uh how did this opportunity, how did they find you, how did they approach you, and what went into making the decision to actually join them at such um, a young age you know
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, I was very young um I feel like what got me what really started my career off with one. Um, I actually had a WBC belt from um, a national championship and I won that and after that I got a manager so I was managed by Edwin Vanos, and it mm-hmm. was like uh, maybe a month in from working with him not long after this fight and he kind of said I, I was actually a care worker. Um, I was sat at my care oh. job, I'd, I'd been doing this job for seven years And I quickly checked my phone as a message. How would you, how do you feel about one? like, what, what do you mean? And then he started explaining. um, And I was just, I remember just crying. So I was just like, oh my God, this is such a, compared to where I'm sat now in my care job, compared to where I'm going to be in one year from this offer, it's just so overwhelming. And like I said, I was 19, Um, I, I was the first, uk female to be signed by one it's just everything about it was really surreal um and i had to wait quite a bit for my first bout but but yeah you can't get bigger than one um but you know just looking back 19 years old getting signed it's like a dream come true like i'm living the dream from what every fighter wants and i'm so grateful
0: 100 percent and you said like how how big the organization is and i think what a lot of people in the west don't really understand is that one is bigger than the ufc numerically as well like the numbers they do and i think yeah. how many people watch it and everything like that but it's just that there's a different part of the world that's um that's that's watching it so yeah it's it can be overwhelming i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure the, yeah. the numbers you were super happy with especially at that point like the the what they were paying and everything um what was that feeling like uh, in the build-up to the to the first fight and um, the the nerves going out? How did you keep that under control?
1: Oh, I my first experience wasn't a very good one to be honest. With one, um, one mm. was amazing, but I was with my dad. Um, he was my coach, and we decided to go out to Thailand before, mm. um, just to get climatized. My first one was in Vietnam, so we thought, right, we'll go to Thailand. We'll fly out, and literally for week before my fight, I was doing loads of clinch, um, and I someone just was rubbing. I had got conjunctivitis in both eyes so bad, I had the worst wow. eye infection. I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got to the um, to Vietnam, and one was like every day they was giving me medicines, booking me doctors' appointments and um, the day of my fight I had a doctor's appointment at like seven in the morning to see if I could even fight um wow. and I'll never live down the photos if you see my photos of my first fight like this because <laughs> I couldn't open my <laughs> <It's> eyes <good. laughs> so like on top of having my first like debut fight on one it wasn't like my head was a bit all over the place because I knew that I wasn't a hundred percent um but there's no way I was pulling out i you know, mm. I wanted to do that fight. I trained so hard for it. So, I mean, it was an amazing experience. And especially, like, having my first time on one, I was a little bit ill. It really showed me how much they look after their fighters. Like, they always check on me, like, constantly. Not many promotions, like, go above and beyond for their fighters. And the way mm. they run things is just amazing. They really treat like superstars.
0: And it's, uh it can work both ways. Like, did it? uh the fact that you had to go through that sort of medical stuff uh distract you more from the fight and you were like whatever happens happens because i'm already disadvantaged or yeah. did it make you more nervous
1: <laughs> um a, a bit of both i mean i you always mm-hmm. get nervous going into a fight and in my mind what i just always think is no one goes into a fight 100 percent. like you've been training so long yeah. you're gonna have niggles you're gonna have little injuries you can't let things like that get in your head and i know that i was ill but i just thought just just go for it you're you're doing it so you just do it the best you can so i made the best out of a bad situation but it's always Mm -hmm. a story to tell so memories yeah
0: (laughs) it's all part of the 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 little documentary that you're building up in your head always you know yeah yeah. (laughs) of of, of your life (laughs) um you mentioned thailand and being there um like every muay thai fighter has the thailand experience the training experience and stuff and um the first time you went there like what was that experience like um did you have any culture shock uh can you describe that
1: uh do you know what i've been visiting thailand since i was probably like five so i can't remember uh-huh. very clearly but um we used to go on group holidays with our gym touch clubs um, for one in Cornwall so it's a big group of us I remember we used to train in Bangkok at Sasi Papa gym um go to Fairtex gym um and yeah I mean it's complete different culture shock I think everyone in their life needs to you know travel just to be grateful for what they've got and I remember mm-hmm. I got a twin sister and we used to like before we went pack all our old clothes and our suitcase go out there and then there's like um an orphanage down the road from the gyms and we used to go there and give them all our clothes and just little things like that like they stick in your head because people are just so happy up there and they're so thankful for what they've got and um, I think it really shapes you as a person when you go and visit different countries and you know just even seeing how they train and they live the fighters was like staying in a, a back room in the gym and you know like compared to the UK gyms you know you could just consider yourself very yeah. lucky.
0: Yeah, it's a different culture. It's a transformative experience, both like personally, I think, and um, and in training, it's like it 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 shows you how they're symbiotic, you know, together the the martial arts and just uh being a good person, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know because I've never been there, but I, I grew up in the Middle East, where there is a lot of areas where it's like similar, but it's never going to be the same because. I mean, the Jordanian fighters that I work with and stuff, they also go and train in Thailand and they come back transformed, Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I was wondering if you had, so you didn't have any sort of um, fights uh, in Thailand. You know how those, you have those weird, what are they called? The the shows where you're like fighting every week and then you have those crazy people around betting on you and everything, like those crazy yeah. uh, stories you hear.
1: Yeah, the staging fights. Um, yeah. I didn't ever do a staging fight. Like every, growing up, Um, my mum would always be fighting when we're out there so we was always around the stadiums like watching a fight Um, and then as I've got a bit older and I've started competing higher level I've only visited Thailand for my fight camps um, before I fight elsewhere so I can't jump in the ring when I'm on a fight camp in case I get injured but you know Mm. it it's a crazy atmosphere for stadiums, like you said, for betting and for crowds going mad. And I think it's brilliant that people can jump in every week and, like I've said before, get the experience. Um, mm-hmm. Especially Thailand, like they kind of just say, "Oh, I've I've heard stories. I want a fight tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we don't know who it's against. There's no like weigh-ins. You just do mm-hmm. it. And for fear that must get taken out of you after doing those. You have got no excuses. You just, you know, there's no. Yeah discussion about weight or nothing it's just mad and i think you know this is why some of the Thai fighters are the best so getting in every week but they don't care who it is you're not like studying your opponent oh i don't know if i should take this fight you just get on with it and do it and that's what fighting's all about
0: yeah and that's why the rod tanks of the world didn't care about going back like getting into like one and like fighting in small gloves yeah. and stuff like that like they they'll just go for it you know yeah and like when they did the one round MMA thing as well with DJ and like they'll take anything. And it's uh, it 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 tells me something about how everything can be overcome. So any fear kind of can be overcome with um, routine or habit, you know, like mm-hmm. with the repetition. Repetition is the word. Yeah. You know, I guess. Yeah. Um, you just got to step out of
1: your comfort zone. Otherwise, you, you're just going to stay at the same level. You got to do things that scare you.
0: Yeah. Is that like, when, is there something, when did you step, last step out of your comfort zone, you feel like?
1: Oh, God. Well, I mean, even moving up to Leeds was a huge step for me. Um yeah, it is. That was like a huge, like leaving my family. It was a very upsetting day, but at the same time, I've been wanting to move for ages, but I've always been too scared. And I just thought, right, I haven't got any accommodation to go to up in Leeds. But I packed my car and I just thought, right, I'm gone. That's it. And that was that wow. Was, I think that was one of the biggest things I've done for myself. Um, but I, I don't look back on it. I love it up here.
0: Yeah, and the I, I bet the t- the type of training you get, like you said, it's one of the best gyms. And uh, how do you feel like they've managed to transform your game for the better? Like, what are some elements that you just completely opened your eyes to?
1: Um, I mean. I work with Richard Smith at Bad Company and you know his, he's got so many fighters who are in one. Like Obviously you've got Liam, um, Andy, he trains Jacob Smith, like the list goes on. But he's got experience coaching people in the four-ounce gloves. Um, one championship is kind of scored differently to traditional Muay Thai as well. Um, I mean, you just got to look at the videos from Bad Company. It's fast paced, it's aggressive, exactly mm-hmm. what you need for one. Um, so I feel like, you know, I've, I've got my style from what my dad's always coached me and now I'm adding the extra on top. So it's, you know, I'm not changing my style, but I'm just always adding like Richard's really good at taking me on the pads. And I don't really know what he's doing, like for a fight game. And then one day uh-huh. he'll say, by the way, we've been doing this on the pads because of it. And I, and it just all clicks. Like the I'm way like he <laughs> trains me is, yeah, it there's a method behind the madness.
0: It's interesting because that makes you like trust them blindly. That's, that's really good uh, because otherwise you might maybe overthink it if they're like sharing why they're doing those things and they probably yeah. want you to be out of your head with that stuff and just execute it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's great to like the, the, the style that fits your sort of insane power that, you know, the fame and mm-hmm. the famous power. Yeah. When did you sort of feel like your power was just exceptional? Was I... there a moment?
1: I mean, like I said, since I've come to Leeds, I feel like my training's um, completely different because now I've added in um, strength and conditioning, just boxing. I've obviously got my Thai boxing. Um, I've also got a nutritionist. And now I've put this all together. Um, this is like now I've never felt better. Like, I know it's cliche to say, oh, this is the best fight camp I've ever had. But for me, it is because. You know, now I've, my last fight camp was the first time I've had a set camp at Bad Company Gym. Whereas before I was mm. kind of doing some at Touch Clubs, doing some at Thailand. And now I've I've got it set. You know, I think you need to just stay at one because you need that process of getting to know your pad holder, talking to him about how you're feeling. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's just all come together. Like I used to have my dad in my corner. Now I've got like an army of people. So many different aspects mm. of training
0: yeah and you you mentioned the nutritionist and like how basically life transforming has that been is that something i've been really big on showing my fighters yeah.
1: Yeah. um well before like i was doing the whole have some i have porridge in the morning have chicken and rice and then have vegetables and like, rice what, a bit of chicken, like what for i would the do in. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and it's open my eyes to see that you can actually enjoy your food while you're on fight camp and also I'm not a big cooker and I, I don't really cook and since I've been on this diet I, I love it like it's a part of your day you look forward to because you look forward to your meals you're making it yourself so you know what's going in it um and i yeah I've enjoyed it I work with Pete from Condition Nutrition and to have someone on call you could text like you know you wake up a little, little bit heavy he's like right i know why this is don't worry about it and just having someone mm-hmm. to reassure you about it is like i i feel sorry for him because i'm texting him 24 <laughs> 7 but he's he's the best at his
0: job that's the idea that's that's what you need that's that's the best nutritionist you can have you know so yeah it seems like you're um just having that team around you aside from it's Well, because of the physical differences that they're making in you, whether it's your technique or your nutrition and everything, it's affecting your mental game the most. Like, you're, the confidence yeah. and the calmness that, that you gain from it, right? Oh,
1: yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing things in camps that I've never done before and it's all positive. And I can, when you feel the difference in yourself, you do become mentally stronger. I used to suffer really bad from like anxiety and panic attacks. And I feel like now I've moved away from my hometown and I'm, I'm doing everything by the book and you can't let leave any stone unturned. Like you can go into a fight and know, oh well, you know, I did have a week off where I was being a bit lazy. Like all of mm. these that will walk into the ring with you. So you need to make sure that everything you're doing is correct. Like in the bigger picture, an eight week fight camp, it seems like a long time, but it goes so quick. So just do it right. Um and you know then win or lose. If you lose and you've had a great fight, it to me that's you know, you've done the best you can. So what's the point in dwelling over it? Um if you don't if you lose and you know you could have done more, that is the worst feeling in the world. So mm. do it right for the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be able to blame yourself for what happened before the fight, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like if the opponent was better and you know he did everything like that you can you can accept it, you know, but like, leaving stones unturned beforehand, then you can start, you start overthinking that, you know? just yes. so mess- Messing with you. You said, um, well, like, move- moving from Cornwall is, like, basically making life changes and, like, cutting something out of your life that you, that wasn't working for you. Um, how about people as well? Like, do you, how do you keep the right people in your life and how do you go about cutting out? the bad people this was a big thing for
1: me yeah i mean my you know my dad's always coached me my whole life so the training aspect like i could have stayed there but um i felt Mm -hmm. there wasn't many sparring partners and different things towards the training but also in cornwall it's a very dead end um it is literally the last stop on the train of england so you know
0: actually like the last stop
1: i live near land's end it's the last point land's end Um, oh my god so you know obviously there's lovely people down there but lots of people especially my age you know they're not doing much they don't really want to travel they're happy in a small tiny town and i'm sure anyone who lives in tiny towns knows there's like you know there's gossip all the time there's people oh always, man I've been like, there. In,
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you haven't done like it, I can't be dealing with the drama so uh, lots of people when I moved away you find out who your real friends are lots of people haven't kept in touch and I'm not chasing anyone um you know I'm starting a new life I'm only surrounding myself with people who are positive who are, who are doing well and I think that's rubbed off on me because I've had a whole different mindset since I've been up here.
0: Hmm. yeah i think if it's like if you're authentic to yourself and like keep keep doing what you're meant to do most yeah. people will find you and people yeah. others will naturally fall off you find you but you, you have
1: t- friends who actually don't want you to do well and it, it's crazy um oh yeah, yeah realize that until you step away from it and then realize you know who is actually there for you but it's life
0: <laughs> no absolutely and it's it's like people don't want to see. There's certain people that just don't want to see other people doing better than them. They want to yeah. keep you on that same level, you know, so you can sort of struggle together or confide in others. Yeah. You know, and um, did you? Uh, but those people haven't been trying to get back into your life now that you've you know you're becoming so successful <laughs> or, or you know on this big stage.
1: Um. I mean, no, no, no one's even messaged me.
0: <laughs> really, um, that's good because yeah, uh, a so lot of people. Just that's just a like
1: headache yeah yeah but this is good this is like when I first moved up I found it hard um I mean even now I haven't met anyone who's not a part of the gym but to me this is why I've moved my whole life I want just on my career um you know I've got a few friends who I chat to sometimes but I, I don't want to be coming out up here and going out all the time and um I'm so focused on my fighting. I know it sounds like a boring life, but this is my life. And um, I think the friends who want me to do well, they you know, they know when I've got a fight coming up. They don't moan at you for not going out for their birthday or moan at you for not going for a meal. Like they understand mm-hmm. it. And, you know, this is why I've got a few friends up here now, because they're part of the gym. They they get it. And I think that's a big step because before it's like oh what, why aren't you coming out come on you gotta have a drink you gotta have a drink I'm like ah, yeah. no I can't um but you know I don't think you really understand what goes in the sport like I said before like it is a whole lead up to it which is so important lots of people just think oh you'll be all right you'll, you know you fight all the time and it's not like that you know you've got to stick to mm-hmm. your training regime like dead on there's no point in having one weekend where you go off and then that ruins the whole next week. They don't understand. It. It's a big process to it. Now I've put on two, three kilos and now I've got to do more running and now I'm drained. And yeah. Yeah. Domino's effect.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a very unusual lifestyle that people from outside or that don't know the sport will never understand, but I guess you were like born into it. So it's, it's more normal to you, but yeah. Um, and I have these these chats all the time, and this is why like dating in the sport is also very difficult, you yeah. know, sometimes because if if well within the sport, well first of all two people are very unavailable, right? If you're dating mm-hmm. another fighter, and if it's someone from outside, it's like they don't understand the lifestyle. They want to hang out all the time. They want to see, you know, are <laughs> eating it's just... in
1: front of you. Oh Do you want some? <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 oh that as well. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's <laughs> so uh, yeah. I guess I bet that that'll be tough, um, but um. What would you say was like a very the most trying and most transformative experience of your life so far that's you know uh a, 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 like a difficult experience you've been through sort of that shaped you the most
1: um i mean for it's it's hard to pinpoint but it's a hard thing for me was um about a year and a half ago my granddad passed away he was quite ill for a long time um mm-hmm. i actually did have a fight possibly set up and um in the UK and I had to pull out because I just I've never pulled out of a fight before but he wasn't well and
0: mm. I was
1: so close to my well I'm close to my nan I was so close to my granddad and that was a big try in time for me and that's kind of when I had a fight coming up with one as well so um I think that kind of changed my mindset quite a bit I just I come up to Leeds and I just trained so hard for that fight it was my first one um in full-ounce gloves against Diandra Martin so you know Tough it really yeah. was like then where I go when I'm upset is what makes you feel better is training and it kind of shone a new light on it but I need to do this mentally as well um but yeah I mean that's what I you know People don't realise every fight has got a life. So if things like this happen, you know, you never know what someone's going into a fight to. I, this is why I don't get when people do the whole pushing and shoving and like the the whole shouting thing. Everyone's going through a fight camp. Everyone's got things going on. Just mm-hmm. be nice to each other. <laughs> like yeah. there's no need to uh, uh well, it's America's probably different, but you know, there's no need. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's there's different cultures, you know, in in different places. Yeah, but, some people love um,
1: it. I've never been like. Yeah, that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's sports entertainment as well, but I don't know. Like everyone can do it differently. There's some self promoters that are just like not like that at all, you know. Like, yeah. Um, I don't get it when like people, well, people. I guess a lot, a lot of the fans don't completely understand everything that goes into it. I, I think the 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 average fan just has no idea absolutely what goes into either the business side of things mm-hmm. or in the background and training. They're completely clueless. And I see this all the time, but through messages I get or comments stuff sometimes on certain posts. I'm like, if yeah. only you knew, you know?
1: Oh um, God, someone for things I like get it online. It's like, well, now I used to get bothered by things online and now I just look at it and think if you, if you was doing what I'm doing, you wouldn't have time to be writing hate on different yeah. people. Things like it's people who are up here and you should listen to will never say anything negative about someone trying. It's always like I said, people Mm -hmm. who aren't doing much are the ones who always kind of pick on you. But I keep all the comments up now, I don't delete anything because I look back and I think I hope other people are looking at what you're writing here because there's no need for it.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, we, we always got people like sticking up for it. I don't even need to argue sometimes. It's like. Yeah. You got the right people are attacking each other and it's <laughs> insane. Sometimes I, I just have fun like sending screenshots of like the insane posts. I tell people like, Oh, look, like how did this go from zero to a hundred? Like at some point I had someone um I suddenly like see random comments and I see a guy accusing someone else of being a pedophile all of a sudden. And I'm like, How did you get here? You know, like this is ridiculous. And I enjoy <laughs> seeing how it happened, the process, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> It's like watching a soap
0: yeah. isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so you did used to delete so you used to delete comments and now you're just
1: you're i yeah doing... i used to and when i started like you know about years ago and then now i'm with one i'm just like i see all the other one fighters getting i just think do you know what? i'm I'm sure my mates will have a laugh at this i'm gonna keep on <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> just arguing with the random random profiles yes. um so now we're on the the social media thing um what are you sort of doing towards self-promotion and what tips can you give other fighters sort of to promote themselves because you know attracting sponsors and you know attention is the new currency so Mm -hmm. it helps in attracting sponsors and everything like that and building your career outside of fighting as well
1: yeah i mean um instagram is a huge part of any fighters and facebook um career now it's kind of like a shame like i look back on like well even my mum for example she's been around the world and so and social media wasn't that big when she was fighting but mm-hmm. like now it it's kind of, it's a blessing and a curse because everyone just cares about followers and posting but at the same time like you said it's an amazing place to promote yourself um and follow other fighters and things like that but you know, I, I still get awkward posting stuff. I I I'm I, I hate it. I hate taking videos of myself and talking in them. Like I find it really hard, but I'm getting used to it a bit now. Um but I, I it's crazy. Like after my last fight, I just I was having breakfast with my friend like day after my fight, and I was like, oh I might just make a reel, like just put random clips together. It took like two minutes. And then, like, a week later, I right, looked on my Instagram. I was like, oh, my God, I've got, like, 50,000 more followers. It Things Jeez. just blow, blow up crazy on there. Like, one video, I, I was every day it was going up and up. And that's why I, it went from, like, 65,000 before my fight. I've got, like, 108 now. I'm like, this is crazy. But um, in, in the work terms of, like, promotion and stuff, it's good for sponsors because, obviously, you know, you collaborate. They help you, and you help them. And I think it's really important to build relationships. And you mm-hmm. know, like as businesses, I I always like uh, helping grow businesses. And um you know, everyone's starting from somewhere. So for me personally, I like it because I can follow their journey as well as they follow mine.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's like share, sharing the sharing the platform, sharing the growth. Like, what's the what's the point of just sitting on it? Yourself, you know. Yeah. yeah um. And it's like it just builds bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of what what opened my eyes to it. Uh. During COVID, I mean, what really blew up my company because it was just a video production company working with different all kinds of businesses. And what made it blow up into the combat sports world was that COVID happened, and um, I lost a lot of clients. And then suddenly was like, you know what? I'm getting government aid to help the, the entrepreneurs, right, that are struggling or like businesses um let me was a chance to like start this podcast and slowly but surely i'm like i ended up i owe my entire network and getting into sports yeah. management and getting going to all these great events and meeting all these great people um to social media as well you know yeah. it was like uh my biggest networking tool
1: yeah 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 it's, yeah. it's really useful i mean that's, that's, i was just scrolling down my instagram like i seen you guys like i was like mm-hmm. well just get an interview going so it's crazy like you
0: know
1: everyone around the world can connect
0: yeah just randomly at any time um and it's it's just it gets you into it's crazy how that can get you to the other side of the world (laughs) at some point sometimes yeah Yeah. Yeah. um what what do you think uh fighters need to do to land sponsors (laughs) like what are some of the things uh, that make you appealing to a sponsor maybe you feel like because I, I, I always like to advise some fighters as well
1: i know i like, have
0: other fighters advise other fighters
1: yeah well. uh well do you know i i only have like um per about sponsors i haven't got any monthly mm-hmm. sponsors who help me out with you know my training fees so then you're watching <laughs> but other <laughs> than that i i feel like um lots of people like tips for it maybe lots of people forget to tag even the little things like if, if you're wearing a t-shirt make sure you tag them or um just put like stories on it takes two minutes of your time and for them this is a huge um you know they appreciate it a lot um and it take, like I said it takes two minutes of your time but also to stay like kind of loyal to them like lots of my sponsors they do it per about but I remember this because they helped me out on a time but I really needed it and now I just you know I've built great friendships with these guys and then Mm -hmm. you know hopefully we carry on we're kind of business partners we work together and also you you know I've made friends with a lot of my sponsors so again you're just meeting like great people who you surround yourself with they've started a business and it just leads off from there like different connections come through um with your posts other people will see you advertising them well and want to be a part of it and Mm -hmm. yeah next minute you've got you know a few sponsors together and it's nice yeah
0: yeah the reason i bring this up too is like because i've been passionate about sort of spreading the word to other um either media companies or people who own brands uh fight fans who own brands uh opening them up to how little it sometimes takes and how, how big of a difference that fee mm. makes towards a fight camp. Uh, because I was talking to another media platform in Berlin recently. And they asked me about it because I started sponsoring fighters this year. And I've sponsored like eight so far. And, and, and they're like, how much do you pay? And I'm like, you'd be surprised who you can get sometimes for like $300, you know, something like that they're like wow i thought the minimum for like a big show would have been like maybe 2000 something like that i'm like no it's not yeah. and i think we need to open people's minds up to it because if we make these little incremental changes in the sport it's gonna trickle it's gonna go up to the bigger brands that have yeah money to make a bigger difference you know
1: and like life of a fighter is not um cheap so like even yeah 300, that goes so far it's like it's like for training for a month and the like for diet plan like that is the uh, main things of your fight camp and it's done it's a huge stress off. and um like I don't, other fighters might feel this especially like females in the sport I make my money from PTs but like mm-hmm. at the moment I haven't got a fight coming up so I take on any PTs but some people I PT are like 90 kilos 95 kilos and it's, it's damaging like it's hurting but I need for money. So when I have a fight coming up, I can't risk injury. So then half of my PTs are cut out. And then right. the most expensive time because then you're paying for more training and uh, so and so on. So it, you know, that sense it is hard, but it, you know, it is what it is. It's not worth getting injured.
0: Yeah, and people sometimes are pocket watching and they're like looking at uh fight purses, but they also forget the the fees that you still have to pay. Um yeah. You know, coaches, uh, taxes, taxes, like, yeah, in yeah. a lot of places, like, about 40% would go to tax, right? So, it's yeah. it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, you're actually making less than half of what people are seeing if they read it, you know, like, yeah, and 100%. um, what I urge people to sometimes do is, like, another thing that can help is if you ask a fighter, what are your, li- like, list some expenses of yours, like, the gym fees, the... um. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, the recovery, the nutritionist, you know, meal prep and everything like that, and like pick a few, pick one or pick a few of those, and be like, oh, I'll fund those for the next month or two or something like that, or yeah, during yeah. your fight camp. So, yeah, so it really isn't that much, um, you know, it can get you a lot. It, it can help both people out a lot. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So what is when you're eyeing an next opponent? Do you, do you have someone in mind that you'd really like to fight?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, I want to fight Jackie again. She's a lovely girl. Mm, you know. We've um we fought once before in America where I won. We've just fought on one championship. She won, but I feel like it was a close fight. And you know, she's, you know, she fought for the belt. So if I go in with her again, I'm just like one step closer. And um. I feel like as well now I've moved to bad company. Like even from seeing my last performance, I've improved so much since that fight with Jackie. Um, mm-hmm. so I want that rematch. I definitely want that. It, it's one one. Why? Why wouldn't anyone want to watch that? We can have one final fight.
0: Exactly the rubber match. <laughs> we need it. Yeah. Uh. So, but so you think she'd be open to taking it as well? Also, know knowing that she's like, I mean, she'll be confident too. She'll be confident about it.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: You're both why
1: not I mean, you know, we wait for the call from one and see who they've got. So hopefully, one will eventually put it on. But um, you know, there's a few girls in my category. I just, it just get me fights. I don't care who I fight. I've I've had like the mm-hmm. hardest fights so far. So I'm just, I'm ready.
0: It's just uh, it seems like you're just like really, um, what is it? Excited to show off the new and improved you. You know, like with the new gym. Yeah, yeah. So I I bet like you just want to make that one statement and then it'll all roll in. I feel like.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, was it difficult to like how how do you adapt to adapt to the one scoring criteria? Does it change the way you fight as well? The um, way you pace yourself.
1: It it seems like different. So like you had for one cards um for Amazon Prime cards that seems to be different scored Van for lumpini cards it's changing all the time to us but i really, feel cause I like... thought it was
0: just like they mm-hmm. all of them just score the fight based on the entirety of it right so
1: yeah yeah i mean uh as as well like lots of it is like on bursts and like finishing i feel like i don't know i watched different fights on one and some of them are close and they goes away that i didn't think and yeah, I don't know, but mm. um, I mean, I I did actually do some K1 fights as well in my career, and that was very aggressive coming forward. So I feel like I could flip it either way. Um, I can also fight quite traditional muay thai, so it depends who we're training for, really. And um, like I said, um, my style is changing again now. I've come up to bad companies, so we'll see. Um, you know, like I said, I just go with whatever richard tells me because he's he's got a plan so if he tells if we're training and i see that he's doing more boxing which one is more boxing now i i watched the one lumpini cards last week and there was a fight they didn't throw any kicks it was just boxing so you know oh. i i feel like you know people want to see damage it's four ounce gloves like you wouldn't
0: mm-hmm. is it how 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 did that feel the first time you got hit with that all for
1: mm, Not nice. <laughs> um, that was when I, I was my first fight in 4 gloves was with Diandra. Um, <laughs> I hadn't. She's rangy. Yeah, I hadn't fought yeah. in three years because of COVID, and she's very tall, and just everything hits you. Like even a jab is like, oh god. Um, mm. but I think one of them for first fight I've heard from a lot of fighters for first fight you're having 4 ounce gloves is a shock um, and then after that it gets better and better so i mean i felt like the shock of it i felt like my danger fight hurt more than the jackie fight but i feel like jackie's a better fighter so it, it probably didn't hurt as much because i was more used to it it's it's all yeah. up here as well you got if you're in the mindset of oh god this is something new it's gonna hurt more you know it, it, this is a big part yeah. of uh Tie boxing, like your mind, how you go in entering the fight. About that, that is a big thing for your pain as well. Good measure for your pain. So,
0: yeah. And how about flipping it to the fact that you also get to inflict that type of pain on someone else? So, yeah. Know. Oh, I have four ounce gloves too. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That's true. What you said though, because um, Jackie, uh, you know, stopped Deandra uh, recently, so um, yeah, I feel like she does have more power. Especially when you see how that fight went and how Deandra was reacting to those punches. So do you ever take confidence from that too? Like the way you hang with certain people and then seeing how they, uh, how they hit your next opponent maybe? You're like, oh, I stood with her. Yeah. I, got, I, I did well against her. So, you know.
1: It's a huge confidence boost. And to see where, like how much you've improved. Like, you know, when I fought Deandra. That was obviously a big shock to performance gloves, Um, and then I fought Jackie, and I had like no injuries, no black, nothing. And then Mm -hmm. they obviously fought, and Diandra got stopped. And I thought, this is like it's good for me to look back, and I can see, oh, I am getting better. This is, you know, it's a good confidence boost.
0: Did that make you want to fight Diandra
1: though? (laughs) I'd like to fight Diandra again. 100%. Just want to fight all
0: of them again. Yeah, yeah.
1: just yeah, just give me. All, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right, well,
0: you want to fight everyone again? Um and now I have let's let's do some fan questions. Let's move on yeah. to the fan oh. questions then and then uh there's a few. Uh okay, actually oh, we answered a few of those already. Uh yeah. Netflix is so dry says is there an opponent in one that you want to fight most? So, I guess we answered that. Yeah. <laughs> uh Walt named us What's your craziest Thailand story?
1: My craziest Thailand story. I'm you know, I'm quite sensible when I go to Thailand because I'm never I'm always on a fight camp. But ah, <laughs> oh, crazy one. I got a funny one. I wouldn't say it's crazy. I I like I like adrenaline. I love being scared. So when I went out last, I went on a jet ski and I took my friend Mia on the back of it, and I thought, right, it'll be funny. Go as fast as I can over a wave while I'm turning. When she was on the back, and we hit it so hard, and she flung off her back. That was—I've never laughed so much in my life. I wasn't <laughs> laughing when she come off. I was like, "Are oh, you right?" And she went, oh, yeah." And I thought, "Oh, this—I can laugh now. It was fine." But
0: well, <laughs> did, I, did that I kill her?
1: It <laughs> me every time I think of it.
0: How oh, you wish you filmed that?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I bet. So okay. Now, my friend Drop bear MMA, she is. You should follow her. Actually, she triple champ, triple weight division champion MMA, oh, wow. two twice Australian, one world championship, and now went pro. Has a few questions because she also commentates Muay Thai and everything, so she really okay. knows who you are. First of all, do you prefer fighting in a cage or a ring?
1: Uh, do you know what? Everyone was really nervous for me to fight in a cage, and I was like. I- it really does not bother me. I I don't dwell on things like that. Um, I guess I prefer a ring because if you get on the ropes, you can lean back. And I like doing my lean backs, whereas on the cage, you're stuck. Um, you can sort of
0: roll with the punches sometimes. Bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I like using a rope. So I would say I prefer using a ring. But to be honest, it doesn't bother me.
0: Because in the cage, you can trap them as well. Y- Again, yeah. switching that yeah. mindset. Mm-hmm um do you prefer fighting in small four ounce gloves or big gloves
1: i would say i prefer small because like you said you could feel everything when you catch them um but i would like to go back to big gloves because i feel like for the experience this will be better for me but for sure Mm -hmm. i I prefer the small gloves you feel so much faster
0: and with the big gloves like the whole defense changes and the whole guard changes mm-hmm. so like everything yeah. can get through with the four ounce gloves almost
1: yes yeah
0: yeah do you, do you change your training at all in that sense by the way
1: yeah um i mean you can't really hit pads with four ounce gloves on we don't here um but when we're sparring or anything it's so hard because normally you'd be like here in your normal yeah. glove but if you do this with four ounce gloves on you will knock yourself out so it's here or like here Obviously, you can like hold and change for guards, so it's, it's it's great in clinch because you can kind of grab them, pull them in. But mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just getting used to this. I mean, I, I broke a couple of my fingers the first fight because I think I was like punching not as quick. I wasn't getting here to here quick enough, and I was right. I didn't have a fit a proper fist. So now I've got like wonky fingers, which really isn't good. Yeah,
0: that's what people who don't train martial arts don't know is like when you're you're not like. You don't have your fist clenched here because of the, for, the, for the speed, you're like sort of on the way. You start balling it. And yeah, uh, yeah that can lead to some problems. And the, the what's it called? But it's, it's more a bare knuckle problem. Sometimes we talk to bare knuckle fighters. It's like if you try to block like this, I mean, you can still find the chin around here. There's so many. The, lips. Yeah.
1: It's very hard. Yeah. You're better off yeah. trying to come here with regard and kind of catch the punches or to try and slip rather than covering up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it can, it can be a weird transition, I I imagine. Mm. Um uh, okay, two more from her. Uh what's a favorite fight of yours? I will go with that one first.
1: Oh, favorite fight would be um Liam Harrison's five knockdown fight. Oh my, uh
0: your, oh, your my, favorite
1: fight yours. My favorite fight. Do you know what I, I would say my my favorite fight I've done is in America against Jackie. I felt so relaxed. Um, and I felt like that was a real turning point. So I was an underdog for that fight. It was on her, you know, it was in America. Um, but I think my favorite performance to look back on would be my last fight. I know I've lost, but I feel like that was very entertaining. It was back and forth. It was cuts. It was blood. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be my favorite to go back and watch. But my American one would be the way I felt.
0: Awesome. awesome. Uh, you, well, you mentioned Liam Harrison a few times and that, you know, his fight was your favorite fight to watch. Uh, but you, you're you considered the female of Liam Harrison, so I bet that makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How does that make you feel? Um,
1: like, I haven't heard that before, but, I, you know, this is why I moved to bad company. You haven't heard it? these guys are my inspiration. So, you know, to be put on that level, I'm, I know we're both on one, but, like, I always... Liam is one of them people who I grew up watching thinking I want to fight like him. So that's amazing to hear. Mm.
0: So you don't hear. So that's not something common that you get.
1: No, I have no, not heard it compared, before. Really? Because nice. that's as
0: soon as, as soon as, um, this friend of mine and another one, and they're both in Australia, actually, I don't know if it's a foreign thing. They saw that you were on the show. They're like, Oh, that's the female Liam Harrison. <laughs> and that's why oh. I heard it from two people. That's so yeah. Um, Last one is a uh, favorite combo.
1: Favorite combo. Mm, mm. any Anything with push kicks as a setup. I love using my push kicks. Um, I normally do like a, a front push kick fake into like a jab cross or fake leg kick. There's so many fakes you can do off that front leg. Um, and I feel like my push kicks are really powerful. So I love to use them. But I also use a lot in my fight. Um, if someone push kicks me, I'm really good at catching pu- and pulling them into my shots. So I normally mm. catch a push kick, push them out for off balancing, pull them into me. I like the right hand for body, left hook on top. I use that. I card. love those. Yeah.
0: It's like because I love see, in in MMA they have one that's like on the ground as well. That's similar if someone is on the ground to like grab the leg or fake grabbing the leg and then pulling them back in and then Going for that punch on the ground. Yeah. one I so, on yeah.
1: t- uh, like left hooks.
0: So if you ever transition to MMA, they'll be your thing, you know, if it's on the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, now the, there's two more people. Mm-hmm. Christopher Gray, 167. What advice would you give to a 13 year old female amateur boxer?
1: Um, so I would say, you know, stay consistent, get in the, you know, it's hard when you're that age as well. You know, all your mates are probably going out and doing all sorts, you know, stick with it, but enjoy it, do it because you love it. Um, A big thing that helped me as well was watching fights on YouTube, Like I never used to watch them. And, you know, it was only for the last couple of years I've really got into watching, I've learned so much more, even though I'm older and I'm on one, you know, my kind of watching it has just given me a whole new vision on, you know, what you could throw in fights Mm -hmm. and combinations. So I'd say definitely study while you're at home as well as just in the ring, um, in the gym. So there's
0: a lot of fighters who don't watch fighting. So.
1: I I never used to watch it because I, my whole life is to do a Thai boxing. When I get home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm completely switched off from Thai boxing. Like I'll put on like a really rubbish Netflix series or whatever. But now I actually really enjoy it. Like I've I've come in. I've started like watching for one fights so every Friday is like my thing now. Um, you know especially watching people who i kind of know i've met so many different people in the sport now as soon as i got a fight i'm so excited mm-hmm. to watch So,
0: that's what happens with me uh, it goes from watching every event or like random events and you get more excited because you know the people on them are yeah. your friends and you know it just adds a different like there's how many times in the ufc that i'm so much more excited for a fight on the prelims than the main event just because it's your friend you yeah. know so yeah I'm add not something bad. else to it but you used to watch your mom. Probably, so live, right, or did you not, uh,
1: yeah, um, go I mean, to the yeah, events sometimes you know, we wasn't because, like it was so normal to us, we was probably not even really watching, to be quite honest with you, but now, like <laughs> I look back, I do watch my mom's fights on YouTube, but, um, yeah, like growing up because you're surrounded is so normal, like we didn't really think much of it, like now I look back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm so lucky that I had her like around me all the time because so I've seen from day dot how to diet, how to well how much you should be training how, that you need to go running. Whereas most people didn't have that in their background. Like it's all new to them and they probably didn't see yeah. that every detail. So to me, um I'm kind of I probably wasn't properly watching her fights, but it was always sinking in like, no, like like if someone was starting fighting, they probably don't know about the whole change room experience and the walking out. Whereas I was always with my mum for that so this was a big help
0: for me but it would might have felt like you know watching your parents at their job you know like all right yeah, yeah know, at their like, accounting job or like, whatever yeah 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 did you ever feel like the kids were and in, in school or everything were like was it ever strange to them because it was very normal to you they're like oh well, or her you, mother I, is fight as a fighter
1: i i had like my friendship group they all had like kind of stuff going on themselves so like one of my friends lived on the farm and was like into horse riding at a high level. So we, I think I was lucky because like everyone was kind of into sports. I had quite a sporty school. Mm. Um, so it was kind of normal for everyone to go home and be with their mum and dad doing a sport. Um, but I, quite a few of my friends took an interest and they would come to the gym and they'd done like a couple of sessions and then they are like, oh, you know, I'd rather be at home watching TV or whatever, <laughs> which is fair enough. Um, fair enough. But, yeah, I suppose you don't, you don't... Even now, I like if, if I'm with my friends, I don't really talk much about it. Um, but I guess that's just the split of, you know, having a bit of normality in your life when mm. you have to be talking about Thai boxing. So,
0: yeah. You just want to separate the two, like, completely. Yeah, just, yeah that's it's your time fine. off. Yeah. 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 While you're watching rubbish Net- Netflix shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh... <laughs> uh... Let's see, Rojo El Sangre 23. When did you realize fighting was your passion?
1: Um, not until quite late on, I would say. Um, I mean, when I started doing the head contact, I lost a few fights. And my dad turned to me and he just said, I can't watch you get hurt anymore. Like, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it properly. And not long after that, I got offered a fight on infusion which is a big Mm. platform and the girl had like 30 fights I think and i had only had four adult fights four losses so I just thought you know what right give it my all this is like I'm I'm gonna do this one see where it goes and I stopped during the second round it was a huge event I was the underdog less experienced and from that moment I just thought right this is what I want to do I've proved it to myself now and Mm that my that's where it started like the win streak started happening my career took off so that was my changing um mindset at that
0: point that's very interesting it takes like that one win against <laughs> someone super experienced and like the way you do it and that can just like ignite a whole different fire like you get reborn yeah because I, I, yeah. I was
1: coming losses like everyone was like oh you know you're not gonna do so well in this one. Oh, i don't think you should do it and that really fueled me i was like I am gonna go in there and stop her. And I did. So yeah. I think sometimes you need a loss. Sometimes, like, you know, mm. it just mm-hmm. like said reignites like a flame and you like right, misses it now. So
0: Yeah, do you think you're someone who like thrives completely off of like proving people wrong, maybe? Proving doubters wrong?
1: Uh I, I guess That's I I do a bit. Yeah, yeah. I
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I, you know, it's always nice to, you know, when you get people commenting on you it's nice to prove them wrong but yeah you For know sure. I think like especially with my last couple of fights on one you know I've, I've lost but I feel like I there's such like a relatable story hopefully I can inspire people because I'm still you know I'm not getting upset by it I'm they see I'm improving each time I'm going against top level girls but also to show people you can have a couple of losses, but it's a learning curve. You can still get in, you're still taking on the best opponents. and It's not gonna knock you. Mm-hmm. So I just hope people can see that and kinda of don't don't get down if you have a couple of losses. Like just enjoy the whole experience.
0: Yeah, people never know what's like a lot of those fights on the record, like how they went, who they were against and stuff. And um mm-hmm. also you're still so young. Like you're 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 about yeah. to have a long career still. So it's yeah. That's what they gotta realize. <laughs> as well just
1: go yeah yeah just take it all in your stride do the best you can
0: most definitely hey thank you so much amber um is there anything else you want to share anyone you want to thank
1: um i'd like to obviously thank my dad because he's been behind me my whole stuff of my life my mum as well (laughs) my mum and dad like um but also
0: i'm famous now
1: (laughs) yeah lisa and richard from bad company gym because You know this move, like I said, was daunting, and they've just taken me in like family. Like they check up on me. Um, They're just lovely people, and I feel like, you know, this is where I'm going to stay for a while now. So, you know, it's just it's great to have people like them around you.
0: That's awesome, and I'm really looking forward to the next fight now. Like you really sold me on it. So, oh cool, those improvements.
1: Oh, sorry, cool. All right, right. thank you.
0: Hey! Great. Thanks so Thank much for doing the show. This was in the booth, and oh. um, we'll be in touch.
1: Yes, definitely. Thank you. Hey! Thanks.
0: Right.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.